What's going on, guys? It's Motorcycle Dad with Tito. Let's take like fucking 50 in this bitch. I'm trying to fucking get this recorded, guys. Uh, look, I haven't recorded in a while just because I haven't been feeling the energy. I tried to record Wednesday, Thursday night. I even tried to record last night, which is Friday. And I always told you guys, if I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to force it and just give you guys some bad fucking shit. So um, let's... Uh, Hope everybody's doing good out there, despite all this fucking bullshit that's going on. But we'll talk about that enough later in the episode. Uh, we're going to just go over what I've been up to. We're going to go into Moto News, Tito's Toolbox. I'm going to line up the interview, which is basically uh, my boy Brian and Greg. We're sitting around the table bullshit, and I'll get into that setup a little later. That's about an hour, okay? So uh, if you want to you know, go through some of the hour, then fine. Uh, I wanted to, this one because I know a lot of people are going to be either bored in the shop with no kind of interaction it's kind of slow uh you know people wise so with the social distancing thing or whatever i wanted to give it a pretty juicy uh episode this time and not juicy as in like i don't know fucking weird or nothing but uh just a little bit long with some substance so let's get to it uh i've been up to backcountry expedition helping those guys out neil and uh the rest of the team and help Tony because Tony was uh, spearheading this one a little bit more. Uh, this one was basically a skills challenge. So they did a bunch of off-road skills, some testing stuff here and there, like testing their survival skill ability, change of tire, shit like that out in the wilderness. That was pretty cool. They hit up some parts of the BDR as well and did some awesome riding. So uh, it was pretty cool. I just did some driving. That's all I did this time. Super humble. Well, guys, I picked up a rental vehicle and drove some people around, talked motorcycles for a total of about four hours. So if you love what you're doing, it doesn't feel like work, right? So that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. All right. Um, also into let's talk about a little bit what's going on. Well, with COVID-19, coronavirus, uh, Modelo virus, whatever you guys want to fucking call it, all the memes and shit. Uh, Las Vegas is pretty much shut down, guys. And if you notice, there's going to be a few places that have shut down uh, nationwide, depending on how your area is affected uh, worldwide. But one of the things today was we treated ourselves to lunch from the Leatherneck Club. Okay, now the Leatherneck Club has always been my home away from home since I moved to Vegas. Matter of fact, it was my home before I even had my first house here in Vegas, my first place to live at, period. It was my home. So. It is not just a bar for Marines or military. It is open to the public. It's just, there's a lot of dickhead Marines that hang out there. No, I'm just joking. There's a lot of fucking juicy ass, fucking dumb ass jarheads that like to talk shit and fucking just let it ride. Look, it's not like your normal VFW or American Legion where the, the energy is kind of, you know, no. It is, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. It has a different kind of energy. It's like, it's like a cookout outside the barracks on payday weekend when even though everybody has money, they're just gonna party in the barracks and live that hood rich life, like a bunch of steaks and stuff like that. It's kind of like that, except uh, on the grown up, uh, non non fucking active duty version, <laughs> the more PG 13 rated, I don't know, the, the more sedated version of active duty life. Um, Ghost is always great. Alan, uh, kitchen manager and Tony bar manager, always love them. Those guys are always hooking it up right now. Even though everything is closed, the bar is closed for say they are offering curbside pickup. So you call in your order. It's very easy. You probably see me posting on uh, the Instagram about it and on uh, Facebook about it. 
please, now's the time they need our help the most. If you're in Las Vegas area, please check them out. And on the other side of this, guys, when you plan your next cheap trip to Vegas, trust me, they're going to be cheap for the first few months outside of this. Please make sure you stop at the Lovenet Club. When I suggest a place anybody, anywhere where I don't trust the people, the quality of the food, or the cleanliness of the place, let me tell you what. If you know Marines, we're good at field daying. And those, those guys, they have that place immaculately clean, and the quality of the food is great. That new Cordon Bleu chicken sandwich fucking rides, dude. That shit is a bad motherfucker. Let me tell you what. Fat Husky Man approved. Skinny people approved. Everybody approved. I mean, I ain't even thought about a Chick-fil-A sandwich in a few days. Matter of fact, it's the first time I even mentioned Chick-fil-A sandwich. Holy shit, that's how good that thing is. So, um, they got a new sandwich menu. It's not your normal bar food over there, guys. You order nachos, you get Mount Sarabachi, the big, big pound, mountain pile of nachos. You order a burger, well, guess what? You're getting a fucking good American-sized burger with a beautiful bun that is branded it's juicy their sandwiches off the chain hot cold i had the i had the cuban sandwich the cubano it was fucking amazing now it's not exactly like miami but i don't need it to be exactly like miami i need it to be the leatherneck miami let me tell you what it was amazing so you're gonna get good quality food that's made fresh to order please support local businesses vegas strong and wherever you're at if you have a spot like that now's the time to go on and support them you have a motorcycle shop that you'd like to support now's the time to support them if you can of course i know some people are a little you know got a little bit more wiggle room than others but you know if you can't afford to don't waste your money on mcdonald's or anything like that support your local businesses so thank you leatherneck club thank you ghost thank you tony and thank you alan as always as always my home away from home so getting into some other moto news because of the uh covid19 guys look MotoGP uh, season delayed, aka canceled. Superbike, Supercross, Motocross. Um, there, a lot of the racing. We're coming into racing season. I mean, Daytona Bike Week barely made it out of Bike Week, guys. Like these guys were going into the last weekend and they started pulling vendor permits, even though they still had some shit going on there. But I just don't count. I think Arizona Bike Week is already delayed, if not canceled this year, rescheduled. So just don't count on anything fucking happening. You know the next two, three months. Um, be prepared on the other side, though, for great deals, airline-wise and such. Um, start planning your trips now if you can, ahead of time. A lot of airlines and travel agencies and shit, they're doing this uh, where they do free, you know, uh, if you need to make changes, usually you get charged a fee. Well, we're waiving those fees now, okay? So um, a lot of things have changed. So here it is. You have Ducati, uh, Polaris, Envy Augusta, Moto Guzzi, Harley-Davidson, uh, a lot of the factories worldwide are closing down because, uh, I mean, you, you got to think those factories and those assembly lines, if one person's infected, there's so they're so close within vicinity each other that it, it could be, you know, it could be detrimental. So, um, you know, I'm not I'm not here to get into the conspiracy theories, the facts, the polit politics of it, all this, or at least the facts is this. It's dangerous. And let's try to be safe out there. Those are the facts. OK. Um, in other moto news, though, okay, you have some of these companies coming out like Tucker. They just started a United by Power, United in Power Sports, or something campaign to try to be nice. Uh, I think you know Western Power Sports just came out uh, and said something. You know, like they're here to support dealers and stuff. I know there's some dealers 
their sales departments have closed or they're doing by appointment only in the dealership and their service departments are still open. So um, it, now's the time possibly to get some deals, but we'll get into that later. Um, so here it is. I mean, here I was getting into Tucker Parts Unlimited and I wouldn't be surprised if some of these other companies are, are soon to follow. They're starting drop shipping. So basically a dealer integrates their website with drag or parts unlimited or Tucker's webs, uh, their, you know, web page inter integration. And if you order something from your dealer site, it gets shipped directly from the warehouse. Cause usually what happens is you order from your vendor or your dealership, you know, through their website or such. Right. And then they order it and they get it depending on where the warehouse or where the product is at which warehouse in the country, either next day depending on what time you order if you meet your cutoff time or two three days right that's the normal drill well now they're doing it where you could drop ship directly from the site um i could i saw this coming because chinese been using drop shipping for years now two three years been strong um i actually use it we use it ourselves in our business model we use portions of drop shipping and i can see this being a game changer so on the other side of this COVID-19 thing, I think it's going to change the way we do business in power sports. And it was already heading in that direction. I just think it's going to be uh, accelerated a little bit more where you're going to see your more Rambalons get bigger. Uh, your more online distributors like Revzilla, you know, who they own Cycle Gear and JP Cycle. Now you're going to see a lot more from these guys. So and now with the competition, I was it was only a matter of time before I saw Tucker or Parts Unlimited and drag specialties getting into this game because they're just getting slaughtered by Revzilla and they got to do something, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, that's drop shipping. It's look, you're going to probably see better pricing coming forward. You know, you're going to see uh, dude, it's it's about time. It's a game changer. OK, so it's a big deal. Anyways, next on the list, we're going to talk about the Challenger Challenge. So as soon as I posted my podcast last week, post i published it i finished all my edits and all that bullshit and i was like oh, okay cool i saw the next version already came out so this challenger challenge was basically chassis and suspension handling um it was a little goofy and even carrie hart was like yeah this was kind of like he was like yeah it wasn't a good idea basically he put uh big b on the back and carrie hart rode him around on the road glide and on the challenger okay now, both of them, for what, Big B, hearing him, like, screen in the video, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he was kind of sketched out. was funny. Uh, and, of course, Kerry Hart said the Indian, the Challenger, handled his weight a lot better than the Roguelide did. Okay. It was a little goofy, though. I was like, uh, okay. Now, if you're the kind of guy that likes having, you know, a six, what, I think Big B is six foot seven, 300 pounds. Yo, if you're riding around with girls like that, that's cool. And look, we're 2020 now. So it could be a woman riding around big dude like that. You know, you never know. You never know. It's America. You never know what the fuck you're going to see. <laughs> so uh, it, it's a little goofy, but at the same time, I get the point. I mean, there's a lot of Harley haters out there that are like super pissed about this. I'm like, oh, well, Carrie Hart's just paid by Indian anyways. Yeah. And like I said, I wasn't exactly 100% on board with the testing. Because I know they had this company come out. I mentioned them in the episode the first time I mentioned the Challenger Challenge. I can't remember, like Lab Tech or Lab something or something like that. Uh, to keep it honest, but 
like I said, they're just sensors that are GPS tracking them, whereas they don't have any sensors like on the controls that give you uh, data as far as like, okay, so what was his time from the time he let go of the acceleration to the time he grabbed the brake to make sure that it was within a certain spectrum towards 100% accurate or the throttle positioning to make sure like, yeah, they had their throttle open at the same time, same places. So that's how the bike is faster. But at the same time, you know what? All that don't mean shit. I can fucking nerd out and be like, I want to see all of this data. And at the end of the day, people are still going to have their opinions. Look, this is what I have to say. I appreciate Harley. I love Harley because of what they stand for. There is something said some, some it's like when you sit on a Harley, you own a Harley, you have this level of respect that you get just, just by purely being on a Harley, no matter who you are. Like you could pass a big, bad fucking burly biker. And if he's at a gas station, you pull up and he's on a Harley, you're on a Harley. It's got that like that. Yeah, brother. Like, yeah, it's it, I and anybody that hasn't ridden a Harley and wants to judge, go fucking ride one. It's the same thing as if you're on your crotch rock and you do a wheelie. You're not going to understand until you do it. So go experience the shit for one. But, uh, you know, I've always enjoyed Harley, but they have this like imperfection about them that I do like. Perfect example is one time me and Christina, we rode up from Miami to Orlando for an AIM Expo. And we rode in a group and I was on a gold wing on the way up and everybody else was on a road glide, street glide. They're on Harleys. We're all riding two up and for the most part, except for one person. And I was walking them down all day on that fucking gold wing. That gold wing has so much fucking power. It was ridiculous. It was like fucking nothing to pull on these guys. Meanwhile, they were struggling to keep up with me in six gear pinned. Okay. But there was a level of like, the gold wing was too perfect for me. I didn't like it because it was too perfect. And then riding a Harley, I was like, fuck, I had that bitch pinned. We're only doing like 85, 90 on the way back. And it was like, if I wanted to hammer down, there was no hammering down. Like that bitch is what it was. You get what you get. But I felt like, I don't know. I felt better on the Harley because like the lag in the throttle, it's like you feel it more. It has more of a soul. And I think that's why people get so defensive about the argument. I'm like this. You're going to like what you like. You're going to ride what you ride. I'm a fan of all of them. So I can't sit back and just hate on more one more than the other. I Like I said, I am going to be a little bit more critical on Harley because they're the... They're the epitome. They're the king. They have the crown. So guess what? Haters gonna hate. You gotta you're gonna be held to a higher expectation. But we'll see what happens with them. Uh, the challenger challenge has been fun. I think there's a there's something there for Indy. And I mean, on the other side of this, I think there is. And I think there's some people that are gonna convert. And there's just some people that just aren't gonna like it anyways. So now let's move on to Tito's toolbox. So with the COVID-19 thing, something popped up, and I put it in the Tito's toolbox for i use bidets because everybody's freaking out about toilet paper now i'm gonna tell you something i spent two years living in japan when i was stationed here now not that when i was stationed in okinawa i used a hell of a lot of bidets because not a lot of places i went had them then um it was when the first time i used it was when i went in the airport in tokyo narita okay tokyo airport and i went to take a dump and it was the most magical experience i've ever had it was like a combination of like the Matrix, Star Wars, and just magic. Like fucking Mickey Mouse Disneyland magic. Because <laughs> it had a stall that was completely shut from ceiling to floor. It's not like, you know, the awkwardness. Like you could look through the crack and be like, ooh, somebody in there? Like you couldn't see shit. It was sealed. <laughs> had its own light. The toilet had the bidet with different patterns. First time I ever used one. So I was like mesmerized. 
And then we had him on the toilets when I was out in Iraq, which was funny because how we found out about that. But either way, I started using bidets about, I think we put them on the toilets when we renovated our house. We did a remodel about a year and a half ago. I ordered them off of Amazon and it's been game changing. Okay. So all these people out here trying to hoard all this toilet paper, you can keep the toilet paper because my shit is way better than yours. I feel clean. Like I had to explain to my friend, you know, this, that gut feeling you get when you get out the shower and you got to go take a poop and you're just mad because here it is after taking a dump, you just took a shower. So now you, your butt cracks, not clean. So now you feel like you need to get back in the shower, get that good, clean feeling again. I don't have those kind of worries or problems in my life anymore. If that happens. I'm still clean. Spray it off. So I got the link up, but unfortunately, like one, one of my friends has showed me, uh, they have sold out because all this stuff going on, everybody, the shortage of toilet paper, you know, so I highly recommend step your game up, get a bidet. I know people out there use wipes. It's, it's better than wipes. It's like two times better than wipes. That's in the Tito's toolbox. Go take a look at it on the IamPowerSports.com page. All right. Go check it out. See if, it, if, if dude, if this guy, this stuff is like bullshit, just let me know, guys. Like, you're like, yo, this stuff is crap, bro. Just take it off. I'll fucking take off the Tito's toolbox. I don't care. But it's for you guys. I'll leave it up there for you guys. It's fun. Something to do to hook you guys up. And make a little money on the side, too. It's great. It's great all the way around, even though I haven't made shit. So or we haven't made anything. doesn't matter. Getting to the interview portion of this. Okay, so I had some of my friends over, Brian and Greg. They worked for me over at Eagle Rider. We worked together. Okay, I was their boss at one point in time, but it was more we worked together because that's how tight of a shop that we had. Greg was this magical Florida redneck engineering wizard. And you'll hear some of the stories in the the interview, but basically he hit me up. He heard a podcast, reached out to me. So much love. Appreciate you, Greg, for listening. And Brian just happened to hit up Brian or he hit me up or some shit. And I was like, hey, Christina cooks some ribs. So having people over anyways. And uh, they came over. We shot the shit in the garage and just bullshit. And I decided I was like, look, this stuff is hilarious. We're talking about it's a lot of mind you. It's a lot of trash talking, guys. I know I'm on a positive kick. But you got to realize the difference between being in a shop and trash talking when you're on that day to day grind and what I'm trying to do now. Like, I know it's like, well, you're talking shit about people. Trust me, guys, this is nothing I wouldn't say to their faces anyways. And then I actually, quite frankly, anybody that knows me, I have said to their face. So it doesn't fucking matter to me. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. We were trying to not use their names, not out of fear of like, oh, because you're going to hear their names slip up anyways. But just like. You just don't want people to be like, oh, just fucking bust these guys' balls. That's like our job because we work with them and we know them. And that's the way I look at it. Like, I work with them. I know the person they are. So it's it's okay for me, like, in a sense that not only that, I had to live through their shit. So definitely I'm going to make fun of them because they put me through, through some hell some point in time. But you're going to hear some pretty funny stories. Uh, it does kind of cut off because I didn't realize there was a 60-minute timer. And mind the, the, the kind of background noise because... I had the TV turned up so my kid couldn't hear us cursing from the kitchen because she was in the living room. And I had to leave halfway through to do bedtime because, you know, wife wasn't feeling good. And I still want to do dad time. So there it is. You get some motorcycle, uh, moto dad Tito shit in there, too. Um, but look, enjoy it. I hope you guys uh, you guys get some laughs in and let me know what you think. So, hey guys, look, I had a special opportunity to have some friends over that we used to all work with each other over at Eagle Rider. It was my, like, my first service manager gig, but this is in Las Vegas. 
So I got my buddy Greg, and of course, you guys have had Tip on the fucking podcast before. So we're just sitting around eating ribs, uh, drinking beer, being Irish, even though like none of us even claim you. You're a Viking now. Now. Now, now you're a Viking. <laughs> Armenian, Scottish, now Viking. So I'm just going to put it down on the table and just let it go, bro. Just fucking let's, just, let's, get, let's get some raw <laughs> shit here. Bro, I can't believe that shit. Okay, so the funniest part, we're talking about this time we had this guy, we'll nickname him Tex. Okay? Mind the fucking exposed knees bullshit. But fucking Tex, I still remember we had that gold wing in the shop. And I had done a gold wing before because I remember being in Orlando. George, my service manager there, was like, hey, man, real quick. Real quick, man, change that air filter in the gold wing. And I'm like, dude, why the fuck is he, like, laughing, bro? Like, what the fuck? I looked at the manual. It's, like, as big as two phone books. I'm like, bro, I got to fucking take three quarters of the fucking bike apart to make this shit happen. And he was like, so as soon as I heard, I can't remember who the fuck it was, came in the office and they're like, yo, bro, who told Tex to take off the air filter or check it or some shit? Now, the, now, the best part was, I was like, he's doing fucking what? And you motherfuckers, I can tell, y'all are all sitting there like, oh, bro, you told me just to get the reaction out of me. Because I come doing my fucking strut Tito thing. And I remember like sitting here watching it with the fucking iPad. He's like looking at the video And he had like the thing where his tongue was sticking out a little bit Like he's figuring it out Like using all of his brain power To process this shit I'm like what the fuck are you doing Well Tano I'm tracking around my air filter I was like dude Who the fuck told you to do that He was like well it's part of this And I was like you're not even doing that part Like no 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 one fuck Put it the fuck back together It's like a five hour job bro You're not doing it Watching fucking YouTube videos And you guys are just like Back in the cut now, adjustable push rods, bro. Oh, God. Oh, God. That was I crazy. still remember I put a hit out on somebody in the Ooh. shop. They're still there, so I'm not going to say anything. Ooh. But I still remember, dude, this motherfucker, this is after Tex did the whole adjustable push rod stuff. And we'll get on that one. But this motherfucker comes up to me. And he's like, well, Tito, this is after that. So you guys already you, know how you, I feel about you, adjustable push rods. You weren't there. You weren't there. You were already gone. Already gone. He was one of the guys I had to hire after you left. Mm. Okay. And here it is. He's like, well, Tito, it'd be faster adjustable push rods. And Brian and Tony were right there. And these motherfuckers looked at me. And I was like, dude, just fucking do the job that I told you to do. And let's get this shit done. He's like, all right, cool. I'll go do it. And I told these motherfuckers, I was like, hey. There's a fucking hit out on him. Green light. Green, I green lit him. I was like, fucking take him out, dude. I want that motherfucker out of the shop by the end of the week. Adjustable push rods. Get the fuck out of here. You know, I, dude, he was close. He was close, man. He was close. He was close. Now, for reference, the problem with adjustable push rods was these guys weren't doing it to do a whole cam chest kit or a performance kit. They were literally wanting to do adjustable push rods in a stock fucking cam motor to make it easy on them. To make it easy for the, for the rocker plates. For the rocker plates. Like, dude. Doing rockers is not that bad. Like, it's not, I mean, no. dude, if you, of course you need all those things when you're doing a, a fucking performance motor, but it's like, dude, this is a regular ass 103 with stock oil filter kits. It's a factory motor going on a rental bike that Simmons is going to go pick up, ride out to fucking Valley of Fire, crash park it. into their hotel, bring it back. Were you there that one street glide that got fucking totaled in like 45 minutes? Which one? The silver one? That was the silver one that when they took it out the truck, the motor fell out the bottom. Oh, of the yeah. Yeah. No, Bro, I don't remember that one. So this douchebag was one of the fucking owner's friends. The, wa- the wacko friend. friend. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, yep. Like, and the, the tough thing is the thing comes off the truck and fucking the, the motor comes out the bottom. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? This dude must be fucked up. 
Nope. Nope. He just comes straight down the truck, not a scratch on him. Like, bro, what the fuck happened? He was like, oh, well, it got like wobbly on him, so he just bailed out at like 45. <laughs> he, just, like, he just bailed off the bike, bro. He was bro. like, yeah, I just jumped. I'm just trying to get walkie, so I just jumped off. Look, man, this is what happened. Look, I was, I was in the corner, it got a little wobbly, jumped off the bike. 45. I'm like, how fast was it going? 45. Bro, the bike kept going. It was just like, boom, going the way out to Perump. Oh so it was like, God. Do, 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 do. can I get another one? Yeah, and he was on a special rate of like $15 a day. I was like, the <laughs> fuck are these kids? I was like, fuck that. I'm not giving up. Dude, it was a brand new fucking Harley, too. Bro, the thing had like maybe like fucking 50 miles on it. Brand new street glide. Bro, it had, it had a hole in the primary the size of like your fist, Greg. Bro, nice. Your fist, bro. I've never like seen this, one. bro. Perfect. So I'm thinking this guy's legs broke nothing. Nope. Barely any road rash, bro. That's why I was like, you were on that motherfucker. Yo, it was so funny, dude. Dude, we had some fucking stories in that place. Oh, bro. What about the fucking Indian graveyard? Oh, oh hey, dude. I, I actually found the sign the other day that I wrote up. The cardboard sign. You have Chief it? Spitting Llama, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, Chief Spitting Llama, Las Vegas Eagle Rider Memorial Indian Graveyard or something. Oh, bro. That was great. Dude. That shit, I saw that shit. I was, it was when I was still smoking cigarettes and I came out and I fucking looked at it and I just laughed. I'm like, yo, I because I knew how butthurt fucking dude was going to be. I knew JP was going to be so fucking mad. That's what we'll call him. We'll call him JP, JP. so he don't get mad. He, not that he listens to a podcast anyway. He's fucking idiot. He's yeah, fucking too stupid. Bro. Too stupid. When uh, we had all our boxes, remember, like, for the parts and the, uh, the room, and then Tony, Tony, put, Tony, like, uh, Tony hated him. Tony Bro, hated JP. Tony hated so JP put, so much. Put, he put fuck you on the box. Where you, you weren't there anymore. I, no, I think dude, was. it was like, after you after you left, bro. It was like a void needed to be filled of destruction and hate, <laughs> and these motherfuckers filled it. They were just like Tony would come to work in the T Rex costume and shit. Like it was all sorts of shenanigans, bro. My man. favorite one was no the baby food, bro. Did, bro, bro, bro. Oh, do we ever tell you about the baby food? You were there. You were there, was, were you there for that. Food. Champion. Okay. Champion. Please, please explain this story because it was just too good. Like I still remember this whole so, thing going so down. So J- JP was always complaining about he was being broke, right? I'm broke. <laughs> we I got were just talking money. about this shit in the garage, bro. We're literally just talking about shit. <laughs> so, so he's always complaining about being broke. I'm broke. I don't got money. Blah blah. Buy me food. Buy me this. Buy me that. I'm like, bro. You know what I mean? Like I have the same. You make more money than I do. You've been here longer than I have. So why should I have to buy you food? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So one day, me and Tony go to lunch. And it's just, oh yeah, let's uh, let's get some, let's go to 99 store because we're on a budget, right? And I, I was walking through the aisles and I'm like, dude, wouldn't it be funny if we got baby food for Joe? He's always fucking hungry. Tony said, bet. So we're, we're there, you know, 99 cent store, you know, three bucks, not gonna nothing, whatever. We get a binky, we get two, two baby foods. <laughs> we get back to the shop, right? It's Joe's day off. Uh, JP, doesn't JP. matter. We'll let it slip. Okay. So, <laughs> There's a lot of Jews out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Tony writes, fuck you on the binky, right? <laughs> fuck you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Joe, on the binky. <laughs> and I remember it because it was a day off. It was like, it was it was his day off. We're, we're just chilling. Tony sets it up on his toolbox, bro. Sets it up on his toolbox, all nice and pretty. He can read it from a distance. He shows up. What the fuck? Grabs it and we have a little granite countertop that we had. He slams it, dude. I thought he broke that shit. What the fuck? You man. know damn good and well he ate that shit. He did. He did. Bro. He did. That was like the icing on the cake. It was at that point. It's like this isn't even funny anymore. This is just sad. I was sitting there from the fucking parts window, just looking like. 
man, it was funny about 20 minutes ago. Now it's just like, it was just like that scene from uh, Trading Places where you see Dan Aykroyd eating the salmon on the bus, but it's got Santa <laughs> fake beard all over. He's just like, <laughs> just like watching that. It's like, oh, man, that you was sewer looking motherfucker. <laughs> that was great. That was great. That remember when we had uh, we had snacks in our toolboxes or whatever, oh, yeah. and then like you you put fuck you not today, Joe, not today, Joe yeah. inside the box. Inside <laughs> my box, I at the bottom drawer of my toolbox, my big box had all my snacks in the bottom of it, and I took a piece of cardboard and like folded up over it and put fuck you, Joe, not today, today? and we put it on top of all the snacks. I came back in. I, I was gone for like a weekend or something. yeah, weekend. I came back and the cardboard is sitting up on top of my box and my drawer is like open. He still ate half the goddamn bag of chips that was in there. Like, yeah, come it, on, dude. Bro, such a scrub. That shit was so funny. That was great. There's so many other fucking bullshit from the shop. No, uh, the the um. If we're still on Joe, the heritage. The heritage. The heritage of death. Which one? Was that the one? That no, no, no. Was that the one where he left the drain plug out? Oh no no no! He double gasketed the oil filter on the on the on the chief. On the chief, yep, I remember that. And he fucking went around the block, and he was like, "Oh, we're gonna just clean it." I was like, like "Dude, the bouncing ball all fucking, around the fucking If the, the fucking EPA street. came over here, they would see the goddamn trail with X marks the spot, like the Peter Pan map, dude. Like, what are you talking about? We just scrubbed the shit. And, and it wasn't it wasn't just like it wasn't like around the block because uh, you know around the block is like less than a mile. <laughs> this guy rode two miles with a double gasket, and then he's like, "Dude, it feels kind of feels kind of like loose, like, it's like, like slippery, man." The rear tire feels kind of slick. Like, and I was, Joe, no, Joe, he would have taken off the fucking the whole swig arm or some shit. Like, man, the suspension's feeling really feel light, you know? Like, I think, <laughs> and then it like, dude, so why is the steering neck off? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it could have something to do. <laughs> Bro, do you remember when uh, he busted ass at the wash ramp? He comes walking in, took oh, out the bike for the little ride. The Indian, yes. Yeah, the Indian came back for a little test ride, whatever, pulled over to the wash ramp. He thought he was all hot, dude. All cool. He was all, you know, being all badass, you know, trying to power ah, get everything ah. else, slide around, and he busted ass on the wash ramp. And oh, he came man. in all limping, all pissed off, <laughs> and Tank was walking in behind him. And I looked over at Tank, I'm like, what, dude, what the fuck happened? And without saying things, JP was incredibly pissed. And so Tank just looks at me with like the dumbest look that only he was possible and just sort of puts his hands up on Hannibal and just <laughs> yeah. boom, 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 boom. <laughs> because of like the bite it like oh fell over oh, yeah so he went to go stop and he, according to Tank he you know tried to be all badass went to go stop and forgot to put one of his feet down and leaned to one side <laughs> boom right over oh no yeah the big professional badass I wish I wish I was able to see that one what about oh, the one what about that what, remember me and you were outside smoking a cigarette and we're at, we're at the, the thing on here oh shit oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck and the road, the road glide line. ultra the <laughs> right. The no, 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 no. Okay, so this is what pisses me off about the road glide. Okay, <laughs> the, no, 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 no. That, that, that's what it was. That's what it was. Because I swear to God, dude, I'm like sitting there because he comes in. I hear about the road glide falling over. I can't remember. I think I was in some bullshit meeting or something. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck, is Joe okay? Because first thing I was like, yo, workman's comp as a boss. That's the first thing. Ah, oh, fuck, workman's comp. This dumb motherfucker. And it was like. Oh no, Joe comes in the office, he's like, Yeah, man, did you hear about the bike? I was like, Yeah, yeah, you okay? Like, yeah, yeah, man. I hurt my back putting it back up. Is it okay if I split? I was like, Yeah, sure, man. Cause I was like, all right, I just want you to be good. Yeah, you just split. Let me know if you're still hurting, see you to the doctor, all that workers come. All that fucking professional shit. And then these motherfuckers, they come in like, yo, where'd Joe go? I was like, yo, JP left because he said he was hurt from lifting the bike up from it falling. 
Man, it was like what was it? Somebody was like it was Tank and like Ricky. Tank, uh, Tank, Rick, Rick Sauce, yes. Rick Sauce. Rick Sauce. They were like, yeah, they were like, yeah, no, they were the ones that picked it up. I'm like, I felt so played, bro. I was so pissed. They picked that it back up, and Joe just there. Whoa, watch! The, don't scratch the paint up. Don't scratch the paint up. It just fell off your fucking. And he lip. tried to blame it, and this was like right after I went over that. Like, yo, everybody uses straps. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a fuck. You can let them hang and make it look like they're there, but I want to see straps on bikes. And he was still the <laughs> one dumbass. That was not strapping his bikes up on the lift. And that was that wonky ass lift. What the, the pastor lifted everybody traded off. Bro, bro, bro. That lift is the, the lift that lift. I started off with. That's the, the one with the stupid lift. ass clam in the front. Mm-hmm. And and I dropped three bikes off that motherfucker because of that lift. That, that, super that, sketchy. Super <laughs> sketchy. And it has, it has straps built in, bro. Like, there's reasons why that lift has straps built in. But Fuck for him not to him. use it, like. Goddamn GI G- Joe. And the sad part about it is like, that the bike fell on my side. Yeah. Like, I, I I happened to be outside smoking a cigarette. You know what I mean? It, it was. I hate to be like a pun, but that dude started off on a bad note on, with me because right off the back, he became one of those people that when he found out I was in the Marine Corps and the Marine Rider, all that bullshit, he was like, well, yeah, I joined the Air Force. I was. And it's like, that's always a big thing for us. It's like, when you're like, oh, I was going to do it or this. Or like, hey, I was thinking about it, but it's like, he made it there. And then like, as soon as he was like, he told me he got kicked out for like one of those re- stupid reasons. Like, oh, I was like too badass or some shit. Like, yeah, the Air Force kicked you out for being too badass. Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> he was telling me, oh, yeah, because I didn't make it through boot camp. But I mean, like, I'm almost vet like type shit. Like, no. No. no, you're not. No, and he that he's that's closer a, to being a veterinarian than he was being. So a right off the bat, bro, he started off with a bad note with me because whenever somebody tries to do that bro vet shit, I'm always like, <laughs> remember, remember when he was telling us about being like number one dirt bikers? <laughs> oh yeah, he was. He was a uh, number one dirt bike. Did uh, and, what was it? Up, oh, up the powerlifting too. Powerlifting. Remember, oh. he was like a world class bodybuilder. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. You no, went no, there no, for that no, one. thing gets me is the karate. Oh, the, the yeah. Biker, new karate man from Brazil. Me and Grogu, because he was like, because we always talk about that, because he was like, oh, fuck, fifth degree gun to butt belt and fucking something. <laughs> Made up martial arts. <laughs> Jet Kondo or some shit. <laughs> it was like, what? What happened to that t- 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 black belt when you got fucking knocked the fuck out, bro? Remember that? Remember that? Yeah. Dang. No, yeah, I remember, remember that. The big old that. black guy? Yeah. No, he was, you know, it was funny because after that, dude was humble as apple pie. It was funny because I still remember you guys in the smoke shit meat out of your dose to you, dude. It? I remember you guys being in the smoke pit, being like, "Yo, dude, I wish he would have got his ass beat a long time ago." He was a he, you know, he was a decent human being for about two to three weeks, and then it was like as soon as we got over the move and he got butt hurt because you guys didn't want no one to want to be next to him and all that shit. <laughs> that's when it all started going downhill for him because he was just friends with people, so that you help move my stuff over and all that. But then it was like once everybody was like, "Yeah, dude, we don't want to be next to you." In the lineup, well, it was just like the funny part about it was, you know, Chris, Chris, Chris is like, kid, you're next to me, and I was like, okay, and then he's like, I don't want Mokwa next to me, so I got to be next to the dude. Great. Well, I got his lifts. Yeah. And and was, after a while, they just became graveyards, anyways. Yeah. That was where play- things. It's like it's a storage area of shit. Every shop runs into that guy every now and then, where more things go to die than they go to live. Over there with us, over at the, the European place was uh, Maria. Maria, yeah, dude. Yeah, Maria, it was like, I heard that, like, such a great tech he was. He was like, oh, he's the best Italian bro, tech in town. So this is and it's like, yo, bro, like, 
he does none of the challenging things like hard diagnostics and stuff. But if there's a PDI, oh, Lana, play four PDIs for me. Lana, four PDIs for me. Bro. Oh, that's just a, oh, some services? Yeah, just line those up. You know what's messed up, bro? Like, I, I would literally get down to the valves on a bike, and then I'd get pulled off of it because he could check the valves, and then I'd have to put it back together. And he got paid for it. That was when I was hourly, bro. That was like the that was one of the like the sourest things. And then I got pulled off of the European line completely mm-hmm. because I fixed a diag he couldn't fix. And he's like, "Oh no, I don't want to touch any European bike." So I'm kind of interested to see where this is gonna go. I'm doing. I am. It is motorcycle dad with Tito, so I gotta be a dad and put the kid down so she doesn't take the Lord's name in vain or hear his cursing. We're talking about ribs too much. <laughs> so I will put her. You guys keep going, dude. It's all cool because I can edit whatever. Blah blah blah. It's just. We have too many good stories to not like say like some of the shit as soon as we started talking about it, me and you were talking about it earlier. I was like, bro, like people don't believe this stuff really happened because it's not like a oh, you're not like a super custom shop or shit, but it's like bro, you don't have to work in a custom shop. You work in a shop more than two people. Oh bro, we got stories for you, bro. Anything oh, over yeah. two technicians, bro, mm-hmm. it's not it's not fucking pity patty stuff. I, stuff. I remember I remember Say when, night night, baby girl. Remember the tiger? Remember the remember the tiger that Tito wanted you to fix and you when I had the forklift <laughs> hanging up in the air with yeah. the front forks taken apart. Yeah, and he's like, I don't care how up. you do it, Greg, just no, do it. Not, and then it was like thirty minutes later, the bike's on the bike's on two ratchet straps off a forklift. I yeah, have the back tire on the ground, the front tire up in the air, one fork off. Tito walks out of the office to see his eyes get open, eyes open wide open. This is what you looks want? out goes, you know what? Fuck it, just I, I don't care. Just turns around and walks right back in the office. <laughs> yeah, bro. What about yeah. the times you caught the shit on fire, dude? With the when you did okay, I don't know if all, if he knows about most of those, but there was a um, there's a reason why when we when uh, we were at the shop on Arville, the old shop, Walker and I were at the last two bays by the door, the last two benches. Yep. We had between the two of us like five fire extinguishers there because I like finding your excuses to use fire. As in torches Jeez. and stuff like that. And I use a lot of brake cleaners sometimes when you have wires that are not fully covered that you didn't see. Example, a rear brake switch on a Heritage Softail that I couldn't figure out why the brake, slight, brake lights weren't working. So I cleaned everything off with the brake cleaner. Tapped the brakes and uh, I go outside to smoke a cigarette after doing so trying to figure, you know, rack my brain, brain figure yeah. it all out. I take a drag off my smoke, blow it out, and I sort of look over and I say, like, man, there's a lot of smoke right here. I didn't realize it's wafting off of my bench from the bike that's on fire on my fucking lift. Oh, bro, that yeah. was great. The one that Walker got on that, uh, that like, old shovel head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that freaking nightmare bike doing the track. I think he did, like, he rebuilt the motor and did the transmission. Yeah. And then it was, uh, it was like... He was cleaning something and the pan caught on fire. Mm-hmm. And like half the bike did. And all I remember is just seeing white soot everywhere. Yeah, the fire extinguishers make a big mess Man. in the shop. It doesn't matter if you just like it was a constant cleanup for me and him on, around our benches at the whole <laughs> shop of this shit that ended oh, up on man. fire. Oh, those were the days though, man. Oh, they were. It's Dude, truly amazing just some of the... The stuff we went the, through. Oh, the, the stuff we went through and the stuff that we did that upper management didn't catch on with oh, dude you remember every single bike all the i do it on while the road glide or the, Bro, road the, the, the can the can 
Oh, the can? The can for... Because you know how that clamp and the, 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 the joining clamp for the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the bracket, exhaust clamp? The exhaust clamp. Yeah, you know, there's like, still probably about 20 bikes like, floating around the Rockstar cans with sections <laughs> cut off in the exhaust clamp <laughs> that are from me. And you know what the favorite part is? It's always the same flavor. Orange. Orange. That's my jam. It yeah. still is. It still is, though. It still is. That's still my dream. Yeah, man. I, I remember that. I was like, yo, dude, how the fuck do you get this to stop rattling? And you're like... Bro, magic. <laughs> you cut in a can. You look over, I got a dykes out, just cutting up a can. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, dude, trust me. Trust me. But look, look. I, one thing I did learn from you, I have a shovel next to my toolbox now. It's all... Oh, bro. It comes in handy bro, so much. Bro. You, just in case you need to wax someone, just in case you need to, like, put it up and hold the bars up. Dude, you don't know. I have Remember one. the first time you looked over, you... You were uh, you just started. I just started, yeah, and I and was, was like, kind of training you on some stuff, showing you a th- few things. I was doing, uh, I think I was doing steering, steering, steering neck bearings, steering neck bearings on a heritage. Yeah, but before that, I, before that, I remember asking like the week before, and you're, I was like, hey man, um, quick question, like, I know you have a lot of tools, and you know what I mean. Like, what's the shovel for? You're like, oh, it's for two things: digging, digging holes, and as a tool. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then like you, you were doing steering neck bearings on yeah, the soft tail. Steering neck bearings on a soft tail. And I had the uh, shovel set up on the bike next, or shovel set next to the bike, handlebars off of the bike, out of the clamp, and the handlebars were, uh, oh, was it bungee corded? Yeah, yeah bungee, bungee cord. cord, holding the bars up so I didn't have to worry about taking everything off. Wow. I still the brake reservoir on there. Yep. And I didn't want to have the brake fluid spilling out. And you look over and you're like, what, what the fuck are you, you doing? Do it. Like, See, shovel. It's like I'm telling you, get that redneck MacGyver going on and. Bro, there's so many things, man. That, there's the, the clamp, the, the clamp thing. There's the, uh, the dude, the, the shady shit that we used to do. Like, really shady shit. Yeah, I mean, for Christ's sakes, I built a fucking battle axe. I don't build battle axe. brake rotors and then Last my time, teeth bro. destroy pallets with it. That. <laughs> do I remember freaking doing, remember doing the, 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 um, the trikes when we're doing burnouts in the freaking warehouse. Oh, drifting them around the warehouse. The, the scouts. You remember the scout that I was putting on my lift. I decided to do a burnout while I was on my lift. Not even sitting on the bike, just you were, holding you, it by no, the handlebars. No, you were sitting on the bike. No, I sat on it once it jumped over and I grabbed the front brake to keep it from jumping off of the lift so I didn't have the front chalk locked down. I was standing next to it, like standing up on my lift on the side. And I figured out, what the hell, grab some front brake and just dump the clutch and pinned it. And it smoked for a brief second, then it just grabbed and launched. I caught it as the front tire was going up over through the chocks. I caught it, I'm sitting there holding it for a minute, like, sort of sit on it. I jump over, and Moquin is just kind of in his own little world, and you're standing there, like, talking to him. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Hey, kid. Like, hey, kid, come here. You look over, and I'm like... The bike is sitting up halfway off the lift, halfway <laughs> over onto my toolbox. Like, can you do me a favor and get the fuck over here and help me pull this thing off? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me yeah, pull out my phone because I'm going to fuck you up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was great. I ended up getting that lift after. That was my trike lift, wasn't yeah, it? I got, yeah, I got it. That was a good lift. No, no, I love it. That was a good lift. Oh, I had an electric glide lived on it for two months while I was waiting for parts. Remember that one? The red sales bike of death. Dude, Originally, yeah. When what, what, what about for, what about um the the what's his name? Uh, I forgot his name. The, the football player. Beast. Oh, oh, oh. I, have, I saw him, bro. So so you so you, funny funny thing after right after you left, I inherited your problem. 
inherited the beast problem. I heard I inherited that problem. <laughs> bro, I remember I would clock out. Like I see as soon as I see him, I clock out for lunch, bro. I clock out for lunch, I'm like, nope, I'm not working on that bike. Because for fuck's sakes, who the fuck puts tinfoil as a chrome accessory on a bike? Oh, it's it's better than whenever uh, remember the first time that I think the first time you saw when he had that black bike after he bought it, yeah, and it had the custom work Spoiler done gun. to it. Oh, bro, where he was using the aluminum foil electrical or aluminum foil with scotch, scotch tape, tape, holding it onto his highway bar, bar. yeah, being used as a ground, yep, for yep. his LED yep. lighting. What what about the what about the one where um where he had he had all his LED lighting, he had like sixteen power banks. And then he had like a stereo system. Oh yeah, when it was uh, when I hooked it up to see what the draw was, yeah, and it was it, drawing like 140 right. amps, and oh, the system puts out. I heard 60. that from all the way in there, and I was just gonna say, dude, those baby dolls that he had on the fucking goddamn <laughs> oh, bike, they freak me the fuck out. It's like dolls and clowns and shit like that. It always fucking freaks me out. But it was like I still remember fucking Tony. He'd always send me messages saying, "Yo, Kimbo Slice, Kim, Kim, Kimbo Slice." Like, he <laughs> sent me memes because you know Tony's the meme king. He's like, "Hey, dog, yeah, Tito, right?" I was. Dude, I still remember the time he came in and he was like, yes, yeah, so what happened was the tour pack got shot, right? I was at one of my you girlfriend's there. house. I was like, what happened? What? He was like, yeah, dog. So somebody started shooting and then we were in a garage chilling and I look and there was a bullet hole in the tour pack. No shit. A bullet hole in the tour pack. I was like, yo, beast. This is off the chain, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know what I mean? But I remember that, dude. Uh, it's just, it just great. I remember him coming in with the bike that he was behind payments on. They're up for repo. He's going to take it to Vegas Harley, but they wouldn't work on it because he was so far behind right. on Harley Davidson finance. They were going to take his fucking bike and it gets checked in. Yeah. And I remember he had that bike and he had an access to another motorcycle. Don't know how, didn't ask any questions. Asking if I could take the bike, check it in. And transfer the VIN number from one to the other one and then wreck the old bike and then so we can get the insurance money for it but still have a nice bike, bike. to ride. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, we, dude. I'm not getting I'm, into I'm that, I'm getting dude. like 12 bucks an hour. You want me to commit fucking insurance fraud <laughs> for 12 bucks an hour? Kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> uh, dude, I remember, I remember. Well, Tito said, Tito said, Tito said, I'm like, yo, dog, that's some shit Tito never say, dog. Yeah. Like, He'd tell me all this. Oh, well. Well, Tito said you can go ahead and put a battery and a stator in there for me for free. free. I'm like, what? So you tell me to do a thousand dollars worth of work? And... No, like, bro. Oh no, dog. No, no, no. Tito said it's cool. Tito said it's cool. Like, well, tell you what, I'll call him right now. And say it's cool. Oh, oh no, no, dog. You ain't got to do that. You ain't got to do that. Sketchy motherfucker. You know what's fucked up? You know what's fucking hilarious about the whole day? The biggest thing for me on oh, pump. I'm doing night 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 medicine. The biggest thing for me was you guys. We all had that click. As a shop where it's like, nah, that sounds like bullshit. I'm calling Tito right now. But some people would be like, yo, man, I just don't care. Like, fuck it, yeah, Tito said it, whatever, I'll do it. But you guys knew better. Like, nah, that don't sound like no shit Tito would do. Nah. Like, I hook people up. But still, it's like, there's hookup and then there's that hookup. That that was always my favorite, though. Beast. You weren't there when he when when the scout. Uh, we just talked about it. No, but I you almost got... jumped a scout off my lift. So he was doing the burnout, right? <laughs> he was doing the burnout. He was like, wow, wow, and the freaking bike launches, dude. You know the you know the little bar in front of the the lift, yeah. the jock. That's what caught it. I wasn't the, he, sitting he, on the bike. He was the, the the he grabbed front brake and like this much tire was on that little oh, chuck. Oh no, no, how about this? You want to hear a good one? Tip, why don't you tell a part of the story where I finished nighttime? Why don't you tell the story about how the R six brakes locked up on me? Oh, bro, that's some crazy shit. Oh, I gotta hear this. So, so this, this is this is you know 
I mean, after it is after Eagle Rider, you you know, we all moved on, we all did our things. We had to start somewhere. We started again, you know what I mean? And me and Tito ended up venturing the same dealership again. Mm -hmm. So we're doing a move. We're doing a big move, right? And supposedly this bike is done. This bike has been safety. This bike's blah, 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 all this stuff. Well, the um, the recon man, the recon manager at the time said it was good to go. So we're all riding bikes. We're riding from one dealership to the other. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, we, we everyone that had a motorcycle uh, license rode. You know, granted, it's what like ten miles, give or take. So it's not that bad. But we we decided to make a ride out of it. You know, everyone ride together, blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. So we're, we we all take off, right? I get on a freaking ZX six. Um, Scar gets on a. Uh, R1 and Tito gets on R6 like oh man this is the bike that I used to ride it's all it's on guys it's on so we're you know we're we're moving mm-hmm. we're moving and we hop on the highway right before we get on the highway the front brakes lock up dude Tito if Tito if Tito knows how to ride bro if Tito did not know how to ride I swear I shit you not dude he 12 o'clock that bitch on a front wheel he went whoop over the over the bars and I don't know how Tito, how Tito like did it, but he knows like I, I don't. He like held and pulled, pushed back, and ended up didn't flip it, didn't crash or anything, dude. When we got back to the shop, bro. When we got back to the shop, the recon, um, oh, 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 I swear I didn't know. I swear, I swear, I swear. Blah 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 blah. Uh, Tito, uh, Tito, and Tito freaking was like, I'm gonna fucking kill you, motherfucker. Tito quit smoking at the time, right? You know what's bad when he came and asked me, "Hey, Brian, you got a cigarette I can have?" Like literally, that was that was so shitty. Then, then, then that, that same night, that same night, I'm on a stupid, uh, I think it was like a Honda or Suzuki, little two fifty Suzuki. Mm-hmm. We're 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 driving, we're driving, and you know, uh, puppet, hey, puppet, puppet, <laughs> puppets, puppets, and the, so we lose them. Me and the me and uh the master tech where i work at now mm-hmm. we're, we're mobbing we're mobbing there's a group behind us so we catch up right and we slow down because we think he's gonna merge in like their group's gonna merge in me me and the master tech look up it's a yellow light we're so far back and we don't like we're so used to like working on bmws so we just grab front brakes and we just lock up the, we're used to having good abs good brakes mm-hmm. hell no bro i remember pressing the brakes and closing my eyes because i saw the light turn red and I ended up in the middle of the intersection. And th- this, this is these are bikes that were done. You per- should ask Keith next time you see him. When we were moving bikes, when we had the shop on Arville. Did he get pinned? No, this that's is another one, huh? No, this is this is one that I did. Ooh. Yeah, I did this one. Uh, bike came in that came from LA. Go figure. It was supposedly fully checked out by them. It was an XL eight eighty three, little sporty. All blacked out, you know, the sporty night or whatever the hell it is. Of course, me being the biggest guy in the shop, I get on the little sport and <laughs> ride it back. And Keith is riding, a, he's driving one of the slingshots. Oh, no, this is where we're moving. That's when we're moving up to the warehouse. Yeah. Yeah, when I went we oh, okay, going so down the hill. Yeah, this is when we're going down the warehouse from Arville over to the warehouse. We didn't have enough space for all the bikes. Yep, 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 yep. I remember. So, we take off, we're going down Hacienda. And you had that Hacienda where it goes the overpass, the bridge. So I figure going up the overpass, like, let's see what this little fucker will do. So I just start grabbing gears as hard as I can. I'm running like 70. And I go right across, start going over the top of the bridge, and the light turns red. So I'm like, all right, cool. 
Grab some front brake. My big ass in the back is not doing a whole lot. I go to hit the rear brakes. I have absolutely nothing. That's the bike that when I took it apart later on, the they put the rear pad. brake pads in backwards. backwards. Yes. So I had metal of metal, metal on both sides of pads trying to stop. Yeah, and the pads were... I remember that because because we, you were pissed. I remember... Oh, that was, I was livid. livid. Yeah, Because I livid. hit the brakes and locked up the rear as hard as I could. Absolutely nothing. Hit the front brakes and it was just gliding. Because sporty front brakes Brake suck, suck anyway. The whole time, Keith, you could ask him... He sees me and my eyes are like wide open. <laughs> shit, 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 shit. The whole way through the intersection, locked up on the brakes. Nothing grabbed at all. Fuck. We got into the warehouse. The rear, the steel on steel was so hot, it almost melt, welded part of like, the brakes together. Yep. It ended up welding to the caliper. I remember yeah. that one. Ended up welding to the caliper when I got it in there apart because I could barely get it rolling and to break it free to get it to roll out of there. Oh, man. that The drifting of the trikes in the shop. The drifting of the tracks, the drifting of the scouts, the um, dude, I, I, I the had, slingshots, the slingshots, bro, the slingshot I, burnouts. So we, we we did we did we did a Mario Kart section with slingshots. I'm not sure if Walker ever told you about it. It was me, Walker, and uh, I forget who else it was. I think it was Devo. Mm-hmm. Where we all set them up because you know what I mean. Like me, Devo were the only me, Devo and Tony were the only ones that did tires and stuff like that. Well, Walker did a service. Yeah, right before he became manager uh, at San Diego. So we all get them ready and we all line them up and you know the routes. You yeah. The routes. So, so, you know, the, 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 you can either do the big, the big loop. You can mm-hmm. either go there, cut through the dirt, you know, where we did the trikes, like go off running with the trikes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially when it was muddy. That oh, was always yeah. the best. Bring them back in. And Bring, cow, have cow, fun, Randy. Randy Max, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so it was that, or you can do the little square and then come back the same mm-hmm. way. Well, that day we were like racing, see, see who could get back. Bro, it's, it, it was muddy, right? And I was like, I'm not fucking losing. Fuck no. I'm not losing. So I cut it and I take I take the dirt. Mm-hmm. Well, little did I know it was freaking muddy. Right? Because it's usually not <laughs> wet. Unless, they, unless the, the residents there, you know, mm. are doing their lawn or whatever. So I'm hauling ass. I'm coming through. I'm coming through the section hot. You know the little dips that they had and you get the air sometimes? Uh-huh. Well, I got air and then when I landed... The rear wheel got stuck in mud. It didn't want to move. Nice. And I was stuck. I was stuck. And I was like, hey, yo, Devo. And I called Devo. And Devo came back. He was like, mm. pushing me off. Well, I ended up like pressing it like you know, it was a stick. So you just play with the pedals. And you just, I got it broken loose. Mm-hmm. And I sprayed the whole inside. Right? And you know, Max, how he wore this trench coat? Mm-hmm. Man, it's 530, man. You really want Dude, this is going out like right now. Yeah. Oh, bro, he was livid. He was fucking livid. I remember seeing Max absolutely flip shit one day. We had a group of people, group of guys brought bikes in. And firefighters from one of the firefighter conventions or something. Yeah. And these guys got just fucking trashed the night before. Well, the one guy came in. Did he like, throw up in the saddle? In the- well, his chick threw up in the saddlebags. Like, she went to go get something out, get her purse out of the saddlebag, and just hurled in it. So then he proceeded to close the saddlebag up, and it set out in the sun and Vegas heat all Ooh. goddamn day. Oh, God. Yeah, it set out all fucking day. We, it was a safety check fire. Remember, right? It was going out for like half a day or something. And I want to say it was maybe JP. Hell, maybe. I did it. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever reason. <laughs> JP, or what was the other one? Uh, what do we call him? What, what do we used to call him? 
Remember the attack, the other, the other. I'm trying to remember, sad robot. No, it wasn't sad robot. <laughs> what did we call him? Because we had nicknames for everybody. You know, remember it's oh, it's good to go for fourteen days. Oh, uh, the pirate. Was he the pirate? No, the, Pico wasn't the pirate. That was what's no, his that name? Was Wayne. That was Wayne. Wayne was the pirate. <laughs> the, 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 th- the thumb checker, bro. The pirate. The book That pirate. was always my favorite one. Yo, it's good to go for 14 days, bro. He had the, the magical thumb. One. And we were talking about that earlier. The electrical tape. On every ABS bro. light. On every fucking bike that he worked on. That was another one of those when I found out. <laughs> you guys saw the look on my face. It's all pissed I was. <laughs> bro, I remember, I remember I got- me telling you like, hey, ask him to do a rear tire. Somebody's gotta do retire. Who? Wayne. Wayne? Oh, bro. So, you know what? Oh, I don't. I just do safety checks. No, it don't work that way, dude. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Do you remember when I first started and I I didn't know who to turn in my, where to turn in my paperwork? And, uh, badass Jason. Remember when I hand him all my paperwork for like a month? Yep. That was great. Seriously, guys, don't do that like that. I think I guess he's doing good over there at that uh, right later. From what he said, he is. So good for him. Last so last time I saw him, I went over there. It was like right after I started over the new spot. No, it's only thirty seven minutes. Not too long. I thought it was gonna be a long time. I'm like quick draw McGraw now at the bedtime with the kid. It's like din and and like I don't know why she fucking takes long. It's like twenty minutes, thirty minute evolution. I'm like got this down time like story time. One Hot Wheels video on YouTube, boom, bedtime, you're going to sleep, kid, later. <laughs> Not negotiable, out. Boom, bros. Hey, what were we talking about? Sorry, I got distracted with being a dad. I was bragging too much about that. Oh, we were talking about, yeah, yeah, uh, fucking Jason. Dude, Jason's yeah. a good kid. Look, so look, bro, this is always my thing with Jason. And this is something I don't mind. I'll use his name just because I know, I know him and shit. And it, it was never personal. I kind of liked him. But one of the biggest things is like, dude, you're in the job of selling something, okay? And you don't stop talking. You can't sell something if you don't stop talking long enough for them to tell you what they fucking want. So I was like, do me a favor. Shut the fuck up. I was like, ask them two questions. Yep. It's the same two questions I tell everybody and I even tell them now. And it's fucking worked for me. So now it's like a staple in my foundation of Tito is... um. What kind of riding do you do, and what vision do you have for your bike? Mm-hmm. Dude, you don't think somebody's been sitting on a toilet somewhere for the past five months thinking about buying this bike, and they haven't thought about all the parts and shit they can do to it? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of smartphones nowadays. Like, you can continue this dream. So it's like, dude, ask those questions. Know your product. Know what the good product is. And, of course, the stuff that's going to be better priced, if you know the guy can only afford $1,000, don't try to sell him the $1,500 pipes. But know the stuff that you can be like, you know what? I can still make that happen and make everybody eat. So I still remember Jason. He comes up to me one day and he's like, he's like, fucking Tito, look at this. Something's wrong with my check. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, it's too big. I was like, <laughs> I started laughing. I was like, what do you mean it's too big, bro? He's like, well, I've never had a commission this big. I was like, have you been doing what I told you to do? Yeah, yeah. shut the fuck up. And I listen and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, you've been selling more. So that's what happens when you shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> you can sell more. And it was like a new concept to him and to watch him take off with it. Now, I don't know how he was doing over the other place, the competition, right now. I don't know how he's doing over there. Last time I saw him, 
he got bumped up because he was over at Indian no, on Boulder. Yeah, he was over. He Indian. got bumped up. This is this is what happened. Okay, because he was a porter for the longest time. All right, and the service writer that I dealt with was garbage, bro. Mm-hmm. Garbage. I don't even remember his name, but he was garbage. Like, bro, I trained Jason better than this. I walked up to Jason, and I, this is what I said to him. I was like, "Hey, bro, if the next time I fucking come in here and you're not the fucking service writer, just quit." And I walked off. <laughs> and dude, here it is. It was like a month later. I was in there. I had to go up there for some warranty bullshit. Yeah, for the Indians. And, and for the Indians. And fucking Jason was behind the desk, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" You know, I fired you, dude. You're coming up because I fired him merely for the fact that it's like, "Yo, bro, you can't claim to be a badass rider if you're like, oh, I fucking speed 125 miles an hour." And then tell me you're going to be late for work because you got caught in traffic. Got caught in Bro, traffic. it doesn't work like that. Like, you can't tell me how badass of a rider you are. Oh, you're badass when you're just riding around not doing shit. But when it comes to getting to fucking work, you say, fuck that. I'm going to show up late. Like, fuck you, dude. I've told you way too many times. You're fucking fired. It was one of those ones where it was like, I felt like a parent firing him. Like, he needs this. Like, it wasn't like... I'm not like, so much angry as I am disappointed. Because, dude, I do. Because I, I invested a lot of energy in him. You guys even at some point were like, yo, dude, you're investing too much. He's not worth it. Because of what kind of jackass he was. But what I saw Jason was, I saw the moldable clay. I'm like, mm, dude, he's looking for somebody to, like, learn from. Unfortunately, that person prior to me was bump. <laughs> shit. But... It was like, I Mommy, noticed... I'm sick. Bring me soup. Well, once he pulled his head out of his ass and he started listening to what I was telling him and he started doing it. And then when he saw his money, he was just like, oh, yeah, money's a great motivation for everything. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of in the fucking business of it. So it was like he saw the money and he was like, yeah, I need to shut the fuck up. And that's when, especially because I was on the club scene and he was at the time, it was like even more like, oh, yeah, Tito's cool. And I was like, all right, cool. And so I was happy for him. When I saw him over there, I told him, I was like, dude, you need to keep doing what you're doing. Do not fucking settle. Because the problem is with some people, when they settle, they get in that stagnant state, that's when you start rotting away. Because there's some people meant for that. And there's nothing wrong with it. I don't fucking judge people on it. There's some people that are meant to be like, you know what, dude? You're going to fucking be an employee all your life. And that's okay because you can make a good life from it. But I now know where your limitations are and I can't count on you to be that person I need to step up. That was a hard thing for me because I got so personally attached to all of you guys. And, dude, they were right. They told me that one time. They were like, dude, you love your guys to a flaw. Mm-hmm. Man, dude, but trust me, at the same time, I ain't take it easy on y'all. Like, you guys can't sit back and be like, yeah, Tito was like the fucking easiest person to work for. Like, no, I wasn't. Nope. I know that I wasn't. But that's because I wanted to put I, – I like environments when we're, like, we're about pushing it and making each other better. Yeah, we can fuck off. We can have fun. We, dude – don't want that one sourpuss in a shop, but there tends to be that one sourpuss in a shop all the time. They don't play that. Okay. But even then, it's like, I don't have to fucking love you. You just have to come to work and do your job. You do your job, then we're good. You know, this is like T Money. T Money, when he went sad robot on us, Bruh. it was fucking hilarious <laughs> because, like, he would get, he would stand up. For like the weirdest shit, <laughs> like, 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 like when he got defensive, defensive about the inner tubes, he was like, "Bro, uh, this that, and the other with tubes." Like, I feel like I'm saving the company. He said he was like, "I feel like I'm, you know, saving the environment or some shit." I was like, "Bro, we're in the fucking motorcycle industry. Do you see how many tires we throw away? We don't give a fuck about the environment around here." Like, 
If that's the case, go work for Greenpeace. Like, don't get me wrong. I love wanting to fucking take care of the environment. We're not like we're throwing oil everywhere in like Pitka, but fucking goddamn JP. This motherfucker trail of oil all around yeah. goddamn Las Vegas. Valdez oil spill going no, on no, around. Valdez was sad robot. That was sad robot, but that, that was, was different. That because, was an accident. Because, because you know what? This is the thing. I always judge people not by like fucking by the results, but by the effort sometimes. Sometimes the, the effort does need to be examined Bruh. more than the results. I felt so bad for that. And robot. like, it was funny because I think, who was it? Somebody just did the same thing like a fucking few days prior to that. And then like didn't clean it up as much. And, T, you know, and sad robot was like, nah, bro, I'm going to clean it. He legitimately, like, he was remorseful, bro. He wasn't remorseful about fucking nothing. About fucking not changing the fender when I told him to. He wasn't remorseful about any of that shit. Except that. He was like, no, nah, fuck that. He went out and got his own kitty litter and everything. Bro, and cleaned he, it up. he cleaned it up. I was up, like, bro. god damn. But, like, I don't know. Valdez was better. The, well, the, the JP's Valdez. Just because that shit, he smeared it across the world. All the Red Park County. It was like, man, like somebody, if they were trying to figure out where the voting precinct was, like, where the fuck do I go? Wait a minute. Oh, Wait, it's right there. Line, this is my line. Line. <laughs> That's where I go to fucking vote. Oh, well, thanks a lot, whoever that was. No, I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'm here to help at any time. <laughs> Karate Master saves the day. <laughs> Karate Man brews on the inside. See, they ain't hear me when he came out. Fucking Tony is such a savage. <laughs> I want to get your money back for that black belt, bro. <laughs> um, you, you got your black <laughs> I think, did Tony say some shit about I was like, damn, that's his eyes bash his belt or some shit. <laughs> Somebody said something like that. I, I almost fucking had a heart attack with a cigarette, bro. I was in mid-puff when somebody said that shit. Like, goddamn. Dude. Now his eyes match his belt. <laughs> I think it was Moquin whenever he bought that toolbox, that whole blue Macco box he bought from oh, Roger, bro. fully loaded. No, Mac. Mac, you're right. It was Mac. Mac. No. Bought the whole Mac box, loaded with a bunch of tools, everything else. Dude supposedly couldn't afford to eat, and he goes and drops however much money on this box. Five grand, six grand. And he's sitting there, like, I'm talking with Moquin, and uh, JP's right there showing off his box. Like, oh, yeah, it's got this in here, this in here. And Moquin's like, oh, what's in the next drawer? Opens that up. It's like, oh, it's in the bottom drawer. Opens it up, looks inside, goes, oh, damn, it's a shame for 10 grand. It didn't come with any fucking skills. Oh, bro. Oh, that he got so hurt. My, no, my favorite one was the fucking the dragon, a.k.a. Barry. The bro. old owner I used to work for. I still remember one day, bro, like, I felt like I wanted to fight him a little bit. Like, but I was like, wait a minute. He didn't say that shit to me. I don't give a fuck. He was like, <laughs> bro, he came over and looked over his dude's shoulder. And it's already, you got an owner looking over your shoulder. You're kind of nervous. He's like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm doing this, that, and the other. Blah, blah, blah. He's looking around. Like all nonchalantly, like he always does. And he looks over. He's like, "This is your toolbox." He's like, "Yeah." Like he said, he was like, "Yeah." Like all proud of shit. He was like, "You may want to fucking downsize, match your skill set." And then walked out. I was like, "Bro." That just goes back to what I was telling you about, like people talking shit about service departments. Like, yo, the generation I grew up in, like, yo, you're catching hands for saying we're clocking out, we're going over to the side. You catching these hands real quick for saying some see, shit like see, that, see. but you can't do that now. But mm. you see, like, you, there's people that you know, like, like us. Like, you say something, we're gonna throw hands, right? It's yeah. normal. But then you get people like Maria, where you use that, and they're like, "Yo, I was mad at this." Yo, like we were talking about Maria earlier. Maria did like thought was so fucking scared of me. Like, oh, you're gonna have a PTSD breakdown. But then once I fucking got, I told him about the bucket. Bro. But as soon as I hit him with the orange bucket, that was when he started talking tough because I wasn't around. 
Bro. I was so, like, all right, okay, so, okay, so check, okay, so check okay, this okay. out. Like, he gone, right? He gone. He's not with us no more. <laughs> he, he gone. He gone. <laughs> he sends me a message. It's time. I said, oh, shit. You know what I mean? I had this bike. I, had, I just finished the two. And I was like, I was waiting because he's like, it's time. I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna wait. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'll eat, I'll eat thirty minutes of my time. I'll wait. It's gonna be, it's gotta be good. Mm. He comes back. He only like, talks, talks, talks of shit with Tim. Well, it's funny because Tim, mind you, was the one that set this up because he was like, yo, we're out drinking. Like mm-hmm. two days prior to that, he was like, yeah, we call him Home Depot. This side and the other. So, dude, as soon because I told him what I was going to do, I was like, yo, bro, I'm just going to you know, stop and get a, a Home Depot bucket and bring it over to him and leave yeah, him behind his yeah, lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, as soon as Tim saw me, he was just like, <laughs> he fucking walked away because he knew it was not going to be good. Bro, he so, knew it wasn't going to be good. So he comes, right? He comes back, he gives him the bucket. He's like, what the fuck is this for? Ah, you'll figure it out. And like, he, he walks away. He, no, no, not just that. He, go, he hands it to him, he holds it in his hand. And the expression on his face, bro. But he has like, got this dumb look like like, 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 like it cannot compute, cannot compute. Like Keanu Reeves back in like uh you know Bill and Ted's Sorry. excellent adventure, like what? That's <laughs> <laughs> the best way to describe it. So, so he comes Latero's there. Latero's in there. Latero in there. Latero's in there. He comes by he comes by. So he comes in. And he's like, hey, Brian, what's up, Tito, blah, blah, what's up, Johnny? Hey, Latero, you know, I got the little girl in the truck, and I got to go. So he heads out, and then it like kind of clicks. Like 30, like like six minutes later, it clicks. Maria has this epiphany that, oh, shit, he's talking shit. <laughs> he was insulting me. <laughs> Somebody's like, I challenge you to a duel. Dude. And it's like, oh, what wonder what he was about that. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so... Like six minutes later, right? Tito's all right, dog. Later, and I'm like, all right, this is gonna be good, bro. Because Tito, Tito has like a distance between like I don't know, like 15 feet, right? And Tito's just walking in his truck, like na 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 na. He gets in his truck, he takes off, and Mario's well, Maria's like right behind him, right? <laughs> and he throws the bucket on the ground, bro. He's so fucking pissed. I take off on the bike. And I, I, I come around the corner, me, me, me and Tito are like, hey, we're shooting the shit around the corner. Dude, I cannot stop dying laughing, bro. I have my helmet on. I'm, I'm laughing. He's like, yo, dude, was that that bad? And I was like, bro, he just broke the bucket outside. Dude, no, no, no. <laughs> this is what got me. It was like, it was like, because I was expecting, like, in the shop we grew up, that's nothing, bro. You give me, I, motherfuckers, I know, be like, damn, motherfucker, I got a seat now. Or be like, yo, I got something to wash my shit in. Like, I'm good. No, it not only did it take him, like, fucking... 15 minutes to get mad and want to fight me, which is like right then, it's like you're a fucking idiot. But it was like he didn't get it at first. He was like, ooh. And then when he does, it's like, now it's just sad. No, no, this is the best part. Dude, I had people calling me from fucking Reno. Was like, yo, bro, what's this shit I hear about a bucket? I was like, dude, bro. What? And dude, this was within like a 48 hour period, Greg. So it was like, obviously, it was like a big deal, like, or it ended up being a big deal for him. And Yo, then, so it was like, and then I got a message from uh, the other dumbass up there. It was like some one of the guys over in uh, Santa Rosa, I think. King of the shit. North. Yeah, King of the North. This guy fucking messages fucking me like, dude, what the fuck I hear about this and the other. And like, I guess it, he, Maria went into one of those tangents where he almost quit, but they talked him off the ledge. And that's when I got a text message from fucking Payaso, the fucking clown telling oh, me, uh, like, hey, man. Did you like lay off and this and that? I was like, look, man, I ain't gonna come around there for a couple weeks. I'll just lay low. Fucking, 
I didn't, it, it wasn't meant to be a big deal. It wasn't. It was like meant to be a fucking joke, but unlike some people, you know, they can fucking well, take a dick. The, fun, they can the take funny a joke. thing after that, right? The, after <laughs> that, the next day, the next day, I'm, I'm working, I'm working on the, this beamer. I'm working on this beamer. He comes back. He's like, I got a bucket for you, and I was like, you better stand on it so I can, so you can see, look at me in the eyes when I fuck you up. <laughs> and he was all like, what? And I was like, he's like, you had nothing to do with that, dude. Just look at your time to mess with you. <laughs> dude, I mean, you know what? That was like my favorite part about being in the shop. Some people said I was ruthless, but it was like, dude, I love picking out the weak ones. Dude, it's, it's I don't need you to be perfect. Like me and you, dude, my still my proudest like redneck ability that I feel like that was, you were like the birth child of that. You were like, I was like learning under the master of, you know, like Florida. Like that was some straight up Florida <laughs> shit we did. It was like, damn, man, I got a rock star can. Let's shim it. Oh, like, that we, just we just talked about that earlier. Bro, dude, like that was like the <laughs> proudest moment for me because I was like, dude, that was something that just popped into my head. And it was just like, man, I don't want to tell this guy he needs a new fucking wheel. I'm like, there's got to be something we can do. And the fact that it works and it's still working to this day, I'm just like, bro, that was genius, dude. <laughs> now, the motor doesn't work, and that's grenaded a couple times, I guess. I didn't touch that. But that's got nothing, nothing to do with, with us. That's I got nothing, nothing to do with that. That still <laughs> rolls. It still rolls just fine. We were just talking about the, uh, the how many of the, the cross clamps. Through the center. The center. floating around Vegas that have Rockstar cans. Oh. We didn't have parts because we were out of the clamps. And they'd always be rattling. They'd be squeaking. They'd be squeaking. And they'd come up on the lift, and Tip was working on one one day, and it was squeaking. And he was trying to figure it out, and we didn't have any clamps. I'm He's like, like Bro. how do you fix this? I'm like, hang on a minute. Go grab one of my cans out of the trash, cut it up real fast. Like, all right, pop it in there, tighten it back down. Rock solid. Like, how the fuck? Is it? Dude, there's probably about 400 EGs riding around <laughs> in Vegas with orange Rockstar cans cut up and being used as shims for various parts. And you know what? It works. Gotta love Harleys. Bro, I was, I was telling him about it. I was like, dude, like, I learned how to use a shovel. I have a shovel in my toolbox, man. The, the one of the collapsible ones. I, I, I ain't that redneck with the, with, the, with the wood, bro, but I got a collapsible that one. That shit was still funny as fuck when you used that for that bar job. You <laughs> used that <laughs> shovel for a bunch of shit, bro. There was, like, times where I, like, then I knew what George felt like, my first service manager, when we were, like, we jerry-rig some shit or make some shit happen, and he'd, like, kind of walk out and, like, see us and then just walk right back in and be like, eh, Eh, they're working. At least they're working. <laughs> it's just walk back in like, I don't want to see how this is going to happen. It gets done. It gets done. But it was like a fine balance because still it was like I knew things were getting done right. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't stress too much. It wasn't like I had to fucking go behind you guys and like pick up the crumbs. We're, do, we're doing like fucking 100 plus bikes a day. Oh, yeah. You're talking about major services, front rear tires. Shit was always – whatever we got here in Vegas was always – like it was always like they knew when they were doing fleet management – Rental wise, they're like, yeah, it's gonna end up back in the Vegas shop, and they're reliable. We can, we can count on those guys fucking taking care of it. So let's just run that bitch until it's bone dry, and that's the reason why we got it because we just kept showing up. Now my favorite part was when I showed up, and in all these late, I remember like the first uh, Sturgis we went through. Mm-hmm. I think the latest we were there was like ten thirty one night, something like that. Yeah. It was like ten thirty eleven. It was like a really big day. We were there until eleven. There was just nothing to do about that. Mm-hmm. But it was like for the most part, you guys were like, yeah, we're not used to getting out here until midnight and one. And that's because you guys were telling me about Bob would like wait for one bike to come back. And me, I'd be like, yo, fuck that. We're swapping that shit. They're getting this one instead. Like, we're not waiting here all fucking night for that. Unless there was like one of those special tour groups that had to have, oh, they got model guarantee. They got that. Like, yo, they got model guarantee? Hell no. 
fucking assign this bitch right here. It's ready to roll for five days. Go. Yeah, bro. Uh, remember, that, that's what I miss, the hustle. Remember the remember the night that night that I pissed off Sad Robot? That happened a lot. You need to be more specific. A lot of us pissed off Sad Robot. <laughs> well well like, I got him a few times. Wait, when we I was it was like it was like five forty, right? And it was like forty bikes left, dude. It was like hundred and twenty bike day. And he starts laughing, remember? And I'm like, shut the fuck up, Terry. I do remember. And he that. walked out, bro. He walked out, and I remember, dude. I'm like, I really fucked us this time. But he came back and fucking slammed out bikes. Well, he had that, <laughs> that was the thing. He had that he, fine line. He getting sad robot mode, then he getting determined sad robot okay. mode, and just plow through shit. Does this sound that fucked up or not? There were certain times where I knew that Pissing you guys, like you guys, weren't gonna like, man, like, look, I know you guys are busting ass and double lifting, but dude, somebody's got to pick up the slack somewhere. And like where most of the time I was happy with Team Money's numbers because one of the things was I, I always loved about Team Money consistency, and how many comebacks? Barely. I can't. I can't even remember a comeback from Oakland or Team Money to the point where it was like, man, this really sticks out in my head. Mm-hmm. That's how frequently. But for the most part, besides like two boogers we had, our shop was mainly had that rep like that. So it yeah. was like that's what I cared about more than anything else. It was like I knew Terry. No matter what, Team Money would come in and do 25, 30 bikes, but they were going to be solid. Unlike some of the other people where it's like, yeah, that's going to go for 10 days. I'm like, dude, that fucking tire's bald. What do you mean it's going to go for 10 days? Like, I knew I didn't have to count on that. Now, when it came to like refurb stuff, he liked to take a arti- what I call artistic freedom and interpretation. He was an interpretive artist about, well, I'm saving the money because it's got a scratch and it's not bad. Like, bitch. You better swap that fucking derby cover out. <laughs> that was the only time he got mad at me. But then there were some times where it was like I knew I could look at the schedule and I knew who was working. And I just, dude, it's one of those things about I'd always tell my service managers this. Like, dude, be in your shop and know what the fuck is going on. Because you're going to have to change your game plan on a daily basis. Oh, well, he should be okay. Well, don't shit on your fucking self. Just because somebody should come in sober doesn't mean they are going to come in sober. Sorry. Shit happens. You meet up with friends. You know, fucking stuff goes down. Exactly. So <laughs> here it is. You have all that shit go down. And somebody like fucking team money, I knew like, all right, today, especially when I learned it. It's like having like a fucking like playing a game like, damn, dude, like you figure out a new combo. Like, damn, I didn't know I could do that. I could do that and it works. I'm going to bet. I'm going to wait until I need it and use it. And it was like, that's when I'd hit him. I hit him with some outrageous shit. Especially because T-Money was white. And then he got super pissed off about like Trump being elected. Oh, so God, it was funny that. because I still remember him going off on it. He was like, well, Jim Crow's going to come back and this, that, and the other. I'm like, yo, T-Money, if me and you were driving down the street, I'm getting pulled over. So shut the fuck up. He was, <laughs> like, he was like, well, Jim Crow. I'm like, what are you scared about Jim Crow? She ain't got to wait in line. You can just go ahead and get the food and then she can come back and then you'd be good. He was like, Thirty-five bikes, T-Money. Oh, and he did cherry pick. He like picked hard, hard, yep, headphones in. Like, hey, boys, like, hey, Terry, you good? T- Yo, T- T-Money, you good? Yeah. Hey, and y'all be, dude, these motherfuckers behind the wall. <laughs> like, laughing and covering up. like, <laughs> I didn't have to work that hard today. We were at the old shop one day. He got, he got all pissed off at Chris. I mean, Chris like an old married couple. Dude, they are like a married Oh, bro, couple. yes, they, they are. They've been together for years, dude. split up on the little things. And one day I was talking with Chris, brother smoking a cigarette. T-Money comes riding in on an EG. And he's got his headphones in. He's been all pissed off all day. So Mokwin decides he's going to fuck with him. Pulls the plug out the bottom. Pulls the headphone plug out. Nicki Minaj. <laughs> that apparently is like his jam when he's pissed. 
That's, <laughs> that's really? fucking yeah. great. Well, that makes sense. He does like big brown and brown, big brown booty. So, all right, I can see that. I just thought that, <laughs> he's one of those guys that like goes down the street, like mad, like just envision her booty jiggling in his face, like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he did have determined <clears throat> from a machine, man. Oh, dude. oh. <laughs> you know the headlight? Well, he was telling me the headlight still works on that thing. The really? LED headlight? Yeah, that I got. That was the first prototype. It's still alive and kicking. And then the shit that I powder coated for him, I don't even have that stuff anymore. Yeah. Oh, bro, check this shit out. Okay, this is the most Mexican thing ever, you motherfuckers. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that uh, hour-long just shit talking. Like I said, we still went on for, like, I think, like another 30 minutes past that. And, like, I was going to edit it to, like, change the, the track. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Leave it raw. Because kind of, like, it was perfect timing the way it left off. And you know what I'm talking about. So, all right, guys. In this segment, we're going to go tips for the Joes and then tips for the pros. So, guys, tips for the Joes. Okay? Now, I got a couple things for you guys. First of all, the, the more serious one is going to be this. This is the time to work with your local dealership and give these guys some work. Everybody's got to feed, you know, their families. And I understand some of you may not have the money for say to spend at a dealership, but if you do, guys, now's the time to get these deals. Like one of the, I'm going to give a shout out to, was I think it's Lone Star Yamaha. My boy Scar, he's working over there, running the service department and part side of the house. Um, like those guys, I know they're offering free pickup. They're offering free delivery for, you know, anything that you buy in-house and have it delivered um they're being dynamic and it's like when you see dealers making an effort it's like i always reward effort so that's one of those things where guys look at some of your dealers communicate with your dealer now the better dealers are already putting that shit on instagram facebook and they're reaching out um some of the dealers that may not be up to that par yet they may not so just reach out to them you may, may not know you may not even need to go in some of them because of like how the social distancing rules some dealers are being precautious and what they're doing is they're just offering uh, courtesy, courtesy, and not all dealers are doing it. So you need to contact your dealer and even ask them, like, hey, do you guys, are you guys offering courtesy pickup and drop off right now? They are slow a little bit. So they may just be like, yeah, fuck, we want to get the work in here. And then also look at some projects if you've been planning. Now maybe a time to work with their parts department and also the service department and try to get some of these better deals financially if you're planning on doing it anyways. Now, if you had already set the money aside, like me, I kind of set money aside early on and budget out um, for projects like that. But if you're already setting that money aside, you're going to get it into the dealer. And guess what? Go ahead and get in there. Maybe for the same amount of money that you budgeted, you may get a couple extra little things that you weren't counting on because dealers are cutting deals right now. Okay. So that's the first and foremost major part. If you got a good dealer that you know you work with regularly, now's the time to support them when they need you the most. Because like I said. Those guys, they don't work unless, you know, if sales isn't selling shit and putting shit on bikes, then they don't work. If you don't come in to, you know, get a service done, then they don't work. They can only work on what's, you know, what they have in front of them. Even the bikes that are in the dealership waiting on parts. Well, guess what, guys? The parts are coming from overseas or somewhere like that. It takes longer. So they may be, you know, sitting on some projects here and there may not be able to finish. You don't know. Just communicate with your dealers figure it out. So that's the first and most serious thing, especially with this. We got to support our local businesses and stand up and, and do what's right. Okay. That's like, it's almost like a feel. It almost feels like a World War II time thing. Like do your patriotic duty, you know? <laughs> like, so but on, on some more seriousness, that that is support your local dealers, support those guys. So 
Second part of my tips for the Joes this week, okay? So I've been working on a little project uh, because I've been looking and researching into things and as far as for BMWs and one of my customers reached out to me and asked me to look up something. I always want to pass this free 99 knowledge on to you. Holler out to, special shout out to uh, Reyes, the entrepreneur, for giving me the free, or let me, uh, let me steal that free 99 thing. So basically what happens is this. I bought a OBD2 diagnostic interface, Bluetooth interface, and I bought a adapter cable for BMWs, for BMWs specifically, and I don't have Android because I'm in the iPhone cult, so I had to spend like 40 bucks on a cheap phone, Android phone from Walmart. And then it it was $45 for this software called Motoscan, it's an app. It's only available to Android. And what this allows you to do is you hook everything up to your bike and it allows you to reset your service light, reset the service date, and actuate your ABS and read trouble codes and such. And you can program, I think you can program keys and shit like that too. Um, because I knew one of my biggest frustrations with being at a BMW dealership was support they got. They would tell us, no, it's not possible. And then I didn't know because I would believe, you know, the holy word of BMW Motorrad or whatever, you know, manufacturer. But what I hated was the fact is this. People are smart with the Internet. They can figure shit like this out. <laughs> and basically, that's what happened. A bunch of my customers, because we were charging uh, $25 a pop to reset their service lights if they did their own oil change. Because we're like, oh, we're not liable, blah, blah, blah. And Beamer kind of made it a big deal. They kind of, I don't know, they were weird. Some dealers I knew they didn't charge. Some I knew they charged. Uh, I was kind of hard out in that dealership for work. So I definitely had to charge because like for some, depending on circumstances, some customers, uh, if it was like they would spend a shitload of money in there, I wasn't going to some customers that would come by and give me a really, really hard time about it. Then, you know, I would definitely charge, you know, cause just like, okay, you're going to give me a hard time. And this is the only reason why you're coming here. Well, what do you want me to do? You know, when I had a customer spending four grand, that's making my life very easy. Okay. Well, I might hook them up, but and kind of handicapped your dealers because here it is this technology is out there and it's only getting more advanced i've been researching lately and there's scanners and tools out there that whereas i was paying like 10 i think it was like 10 15 000 for the bmw computer interface every year as a dealer you know i spent on all this stuff a total of 120 bucks and i'll now be able to reset service lights and shit with it so I don't know. It's one of those tips for the Joes, but it's kind of cautious to the pros too. It's like, I felt weird by giving this information out, but I'm like, look, it's out there anyways, if you want it, <laughs> you know, if you, if you want it, you could Google this shit. That's all I did. I just fucking started researching forums and reading into it. Cause there's this tool out there. It's called a GS 911. Okay. But it's $279 for this tool. Now this tool also, you can only use it on 10 VINs. You can only use it 10 VINs total. Now, the pro version of the GS911 that does all this shit was, I want to say, $799. And I'm like, who the fuck has that kind of money? So, technology is catching up. People better get smart. Dealers better get smarter. So, um, I haven't used it yet. So, when I use it, I'll give a more in-depth tips for the Joes on this setup. Because, of course, I get all this and then, of course, all the shit breaks down. So, all you know, all the COVID-19 shit. So, uh when I get an opportunity to test this out on a Beamer, which I already played with the software and shit on the phone, it's fucking money. Like, it's super simple. Any Anybody can do it. Just Google it. There's there's YouTube videos on it. I went to YouTube University. That's all I did. <laughs> so, uh, tips for the Joes. That's more coming for you guys. All right? Kickstands up for the pros. Guys, I know we live in some challenging times, but now's the time to be dynamic. 
uh, you know, you always got to try to have business. One of the things I was discussing with my business partner, Tony, the other day was I used to be guilty of saying no, because I had a lot of stuff that I was dealing with in my prior dealership group. So I, I, I'm a creature of a habit and procedure uh, and processes. So it was like, if it didn't find a process, it would, if it didn't ride within the lines of black and white in the process, I was like, no. Um, but now's the time guys to be a little bit dynamic. And if it's going to be good for your business and if it's going to be good for the customer, then why not say yes? That's my question to you. Um, and trust me, I'm a person that used to be stuck in the no thing a lot. Well, my business mentor reminds me of that a lot. I used to be like, no, 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 no. And what is their advantage of saying no? There really isn't much of an advantage. Now, granted, you have to, you do have to know your boundaries and know what your capabilities are. And if that's the reason why you're saying no, then of course, it goes back to the question of, if it's good for your business and if it's good for the customer, say yes. So now's the time guys, like I was mentioning the tips for the Joes, looking for the deals, be dynamic. I see dealers out there that are being dynamic right now. Instead of sitting back crying, they're fucking, they're being engaged with their customers, with their followers on their social media, they're trying to offer deals. Now, I don't have numbers to know how much of an effect that is having, but if it's enough for me to mention it, then it's working in some way. You know, it may not work in the way that all the dealers want it to, but it's working in some way or fashion, okay? So now's the time to prove yourself. Guys, if you stepped into a situation, and I've been there myself as a dealer or as a you know service writer, service manager, technician, where the dealership has a reputation for being a, sh a shitty dealership and you're still open, now's your chance to redeem yourself now's your chance to reach out to some of your old customers and be like hey you know we would do a courtesy pickup or hey i see you have this bike we have these parts available that are sitting in obsolescence anyways i'd like to offer them to you at cost or something now's the time to be doing that and redeem yourself so some people look at this as a big travesty and it is this is a huge travesty but also for some of you thinkers and movers and hustlers out there i know you guys you see the opportunity in this i see the opportunity the Leatherneck Club, like here it is, it's, it's you know, they're not a bar open to the public right now, but they see an opportunity and I think that it can come back tenfold on the other side where there's legitimately people just ordering food just to order food. Um, same thing with dealers. If you're known to have a shit reputation, well, now's the time to step up to the plate, take care of some of these customers that may have been neglected in the past and try to win them back. And, you know, now it's going to where it's going to pay off double. It's going to be a lot harder. But guess what? the payoff's gonna be double. So I always say, is the juice worth the squeeze? If the juice is worth the squeeze, then you need to fucking do it, guys. Do what you gotta do, hustle game strong. And, for, and like I said, for some of you techs out there, if you're in an environment where it may not be conducive to all that shit, meaning it ain't fucking, it ain't the right place to fucking be doing all the Instagram and stuff, or they don't, they're not proactive when it comes to that or fully engaged with that shit, do it yourself. Give yourself a fucking raise, okay? If you got time to sit around, smoke a cigarette and fucking complain, you got time to take some pictures and post on Instagram and try to get some fucking customers through the door or even cold calling people that you know that need something. You know, be dynamic in these times, everybody. Be dynamic. Give a shit. All right, guys, now it's time for the shout outs. Uh, shout out to Rideshare. Like I said, I know there's not too many people out there riding right now or going around renting motorcycles, but if you're looking for those deals, if you go to the link on the website, or I am Power Sports website, you click on that link, you get $25 off on a future 
rental reservation. So if you get, happen to pick up one of these cheap uh, airline tickets and start scheduling a cheap vacation for you know five, six months from now, then go ahead and click on that link and get you a cheap rental experience. Like I say, you get $25 off on your first day's rental, okay? Also, I want to give a shout out to Backcountry Expedition, Neil, team, all of is always great. Well, I'm part of that A team, so yeah, I'm great too. Appreciate you always uh, thinking of us and also what you guys are doing for the motorcycle community. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm stoked about what they do. Uh, shout out to Greg and Brian. Dude, Greg, thanks for listening, brother. I appreciate you reaching out. It was good just sitting around talking. Brian, keep hustling, bro. You're on the front lines of the, of the power sports industry. They're grinding it out, dude. So keep it, keep it, keep it going, buddy. Uh, let's see who else we got. Look, I got a couple close friends of mine. Uh, I don't know if they're cool with me mentioning their names, so I'm not going to, but uh, they're nurses. I've always thought very highly of nurses and people in the medical profession and health industry. I'm going to tell you right now, they need our thoughts and prayers to support. And also, I know some people don't feel, you know, you feel a certain way about first responders like Leo aspect of it, law enforcement. But I'm like this right now is a time where we need to support any of these people that are putting themselves in the front lines of this epidemic. OK, so whether that's law enforcement, whether that's paramedics, whether that's your National Guard people, whether that's your local community, it doesn't matter. You got to support these people right now in this time of need, because if not, then shut the fuck up and step up to the plate yourself. Okay. If you're not going to do it, if they're not going to do it, then what you're going to fucking do it, shut your fucking mouth and give them the support they need right now. Even if that's just a, Hey man, I pulled your trash cans in the other day. Cause I saw you haven't been home in two days. It doesn't mean that you have to go out and spend, you know, $5,000 you don't have, but it's the little things that count. Like I saw your mail stacking up. So I got you, bro. Now's the time we need to step up to the plate be good Americans and good patriots, just good people in general and all that bullshit, good people in general. When it comes to that, I want to give another shout out to Legal Ride and Damon, okay? Legal Ride is stepped up again and they're always supporting the motorcycle community, period. Especially, you're talking about leaders in the local motorcycle community here where they're respected from both sides of the law, quite frankly. On the outlaw side and the not so outlaw side. And you know what? All of us on two wheels are kind of outlaws at times. So it doesn't fucking matter. We always break the law and fucking doing something fun. But that's besides the point. Anyways, he's always there looking out for the motorcycle community, period, in this town. Okay, so I want to commend uh, Damon and Legal Ride. Here it is. They know they're staying open for people if they need them for any kind of legal assistance, ticket defense, anything like that. But also they are handing out food to people every day. Um, like I said, guys, now is not the time to be frightened and, and, and run in fear, but now is the time to be inspired. And that's one thing the power sports industry is always done is inspired me. So please go and support your local businesses, guys. Please go and support your local businesses. Well, guys, that's about it for now. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. want everybody to be safe out there. Like I said, use fucking good common sense. All right. Take care of yourselves and your family. Please go and check out the Instagram page, Moto Dad Tito, the Facebook page, Moto Dad Tito, and my Twitter, Moto Dad Tito 702. And please do not hesitate to go check out I Am Power Sports. So you go search I Am Power Sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It is I Am Power Sports. If you go to check us out on the web uh, website, it's going to be I Am, as in Mike, powersports.com. I Am 
powersports.com. You can find the links in the bio. Guys, please take care of yourselves and others. Like you said, much love and respect goes out to everybody. I'll see you when I see you. Peace. Thank you.